And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Well, hello there, uh, potential listeners. I mean, there are listeners. Eventually, they'll hear recording. I don't know if you'll hear it live. So, um, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. I haven't been podcasting a lot lately because I'm addressing some health matters right now. And I'll go into uh, some detail about it. Because, you know what, if you've been listening to the show, you deserve it. I just upgraded my plan to uh, on Spreaker, my podcasting broadcast app, because I was concerned I was down to uh, about a third of the hours that I had for storage. So I increased it up to 1,500. That's uh, making a big assumption that I can go of have 1,500 hours of material. But who knows what uh, the future will bring. And it is getting hot down here. Uh, We're ongoing uh, saga of the Keys being reopened. We are um, allowing in visitors. The restaurant I'm in uh, has uh, business. It's quite the endeavor to get people to... uh, adhere to social distancing and things like that and things are opening up and uh, they're relaxing some of the uh, precautions that we use but there are people they they don't have a problem putting on a mask when they go into a hardware store the uh, department store but they have a problem walking into a restaurant with one when they can remove it when they get to the table so that's where that is uh so an interesting thing i Maybe I'll save that for another day, but there's some, I have several interesting stories about how, um, some strange encounters with people. Uh, it's not necessarily the mask, it's things that were said. And uh, one, well, I'm going to tell you one. Yes, I know you want to talk about it. The thing is that a woman came in around 8.30, it was on a, let's say, Saturday night, and she asked do we, uh, if she had, I think she may have had a mask on at the time, but she took the mask off and asked a question. If she caught fish, would we be able to cook it? Which is always a yes, yes, yes. The catch would be happy to cook your own catch. And she said, great. And then she said, thank God we're not Muslim and left. Now, 
let that sink in. She asked about fish, whether we cook it. I said, yes. And she said, I'm paraphrasing. It was, thank God we're not Muslim, or at least we're not Muslim. And I go, holy shit. That was just an arbitrary thing to say out of the blue. And I was uh, not flabbergasted or anything. It threw me for on a feedback loop. Like if you were a computer, when you put a computer in, uh, some information in a computer, and you just ask them a question, like when uh, it was almost, I did that overload that uh, Austin Powers did when he ran into, uh, and Austin Powers ran into the fembots, and he uses Mojo to override their circuitry. This woman, I don't what the hell was she suggesting? That Muslims don't cook other people's fish, which I never knew was a the thing about it or was she talking about face coverings maybe who knows but the the, the, the point of fact wasn't that and uh, so maybe it was just an arbitrary thing she said well I want to be a racist or you know be a xenophobe but I don't know exactly I don't have the right phrase to use and I don't have someone bringing up and she's waiting for someone to bring something up where she can say something like that you know, and say, Jews control Hollywood. You know, and say, oh, I like that movie, yeah, Jews control Hollywood. Or the Irish, are rel- the Irish are real alcoholics. Say something like that. She's just waiting for it. And she just had that thing in there. At least we're not Muslim. So that's her catchphrase, I guess. So you think that would be it. But no. I told her, I actually, before I said all this, I told her we close at 10 o'clock. And don't you know, our kitchen closes at 10 o'clock. And don't you know, she comes back about 5 of 10. Because I know she left when I checked my watch. It was about 2 minutes of 10. So the interaction we had later that night was a much more brief time. She comes in. The woman comes back in. She has a cooler, which I assume had fish in it. uh, Or a human head. Or some other body parts. You know, she maybe she keeps them as a trophy. Because this woman was, as you will see, is kind of nuts. So I have confirmation. One of our regular listeners, Ted, who's a, a friend of mine who, who's from the Philadelphia area. And he's sitting at the bar enjoying a beer. And she asks, she puts her shirt over her face and then she lifts the shirt away and she goes I don't have my mask it's in the car and I realized it was five of them she just has all this fish so I said well at least have a a seat at a table this way you won't have to wear a mask and she goes sit at a table and I said okay well that was kind of interesting and then the second time she said it oh really sit at a table that's what you're going to say to me there's tables right up against the bar, so that's where we do it. I just sit down, and you'll be able to order the fish. And she just didn't like that, and she went out the door uh, abruptly. And there were other coworkers of mine outside the restaurant, the catch restaurant in Key Largo, and uh, they heard a door slam on a car and her drive off, which I looked at my watch, and I go, it's 2 minutes to 10. And I fully realized there's only one restaurant in town. If it's open at that time, that will cook that fish. But I don't know if she knows it, but she just took off with her raw 
filleted fish. Hopefully it's filleted because if it wasn't filleted, you wouldn't have got it cooked anyway. No, no one's restaurant's going to go and spend the time uh, filleting the fish. They may, they might do it, but that's would you might as well be paying for it because then they're going to say they're going to charge you more than the you know you would do if you ordered the fish there right there. So yeah, she took off. She was harboring some type of resentment. And then I also had other people that came in uh, that uh, I explained to them. I said, hey, listen, you can't sit at any of the chairs at the table at the, uh, at the bar, any chairs that are just standing up against the bar. But they can sit at a table that's up against, a high-top table that's up against the bar, and then they can turn their chairs towards the bar. And they go, why do you do that? And we say, because... And this is what our canned response is. We know the tables are a certain amount of distance away. If you stay at these tables, you're six feet. The reason is, if someone sits at the chairs in between the tables, then we lose both tables, both sections. And this is a certain way to keep maintain the distance that is required in case of a um, someone comes in to investigate to see if we're following any any rules. There may not be rules for the mask anymore, but there are for social distancing. So if you had a bar full of people, elbow to elbow, they could hit you with a you know, very healthy fine or close you down for a couple of days. Or I don't know if they could close you down for good. So the people said, well, no, that's other places are open. I said, well, you know, we're just doing that. And they just, they're regulars. These were regulars. And they just, they didn't like it. They were angry. They seemed kind of angry coming in. And they put their mask back on and left. And they didn't have a problem with the mask, but they had a problem with it. There was people that were very angry that they couldn't just belly up to the bar. And that was, I guess that's their thing. But uh, hopefully that'll change. Okay, so if you're listening to the show, you'll notice that I'm pointing to something right behind my right jawline. And that is a mass or tumor on my parotid gland. And in recent months, it has... Swollen, it's swollen, and it got uh, got out of hand. So I uh, endeavored to let me explain, give a little history of it. Eighteen years ago, I had a small. This felt felt like a small thing behind my jaw, and it was hard. And me being the perfect guy in denial, not wanting to really talk about anything, I didn't do anything about it. And in the last six months, it's really ballooned up. Okay, and that's, it's almost, it'll be, I'd have to say it's around 20, yeah, it's about 19 years, and it's, uh, I guess that's slow growing, but now it's a little faster, I guess, since it's bigger. So, after COVID, during our lockdown, I really couldn't go and get it looked at, and that's when it was really growing, so I decided to go to a clinic. Now, the thing is, I live in the Keys, and I am 56 years old. And I do not currently have insurance. The company I work for a small restaurant, they don't offer that. And the uh, price for premiums for insurance for someone like me is about five, 500 a month for uh, insurance with a high deductible. So it's either get that, you know, just get free visits and some procedures. But for this thing, I would have had to pay, I think, pretty close. I hope it's pretty close to what I would have paid anyway in my deductible. Uh, so I go to the clinic, and I go to this clinic, and they take your... Now, when you go to a, a doctor's office now, 
in a lot of places, especially in Florida, they take your temperature before you go in. And they ask you, you know, meet you downstairs or in the parking lot. So I did that, and I went into the clinic, and I told them I'll be self-pay, which a lot of times you don't have a problem, especially when it doesn't get to the big things, when you just get check out and it's a couple hundred bucks and all that. And it's been pricey so far. I mean, I laid out maybe fifteen hundred bucks, um, and the keys are very expensive, you know, for rent and for the cost of living, just for food and things like that and insurance are very expensive in the keys and especially for health insurance like i said that health insurance that i uh, was quoted is higher in the keys because the keys are i i think it's called rated and i don't think you're not i don't ethically i don't think you're supposed to do it but in the state of florida i think you're allowed to do it because monroe county has a um a tendency there's a stereotype or maybe there's a statistic that there's a high level of alcohol abuse in the Keys and a lot of people that smoke. So they do, it's averaging, I think it's called. So they raise the rates. People are tendency to have more problems with the liver. More If you drink a lot, you smoke, you tend to have more lung and liver ailments and leading to actually a, a lot of different uh, problems. So that's reflected in the premium charge. So, I didn't have health insurance. So, I told them in the beginning, I'm, I'm waiting for my appointment. Uh, they put me in the room, the uh, diagnosis room, whatever you want to call it. And with the little table with the paper sheet, and I'm sitting in a chair. And uh, the doctor comes in, looks at it, asks me a bunch of questions. How long you had it? Why didn't you get it done? And I go, well, you know me, I'm, I don't want to get something done because for... I could have had it done when I had insurance, which I should have done. The smart, smart me move would have been done it, but that would not have a saw that would not allayed my denial and procrastination because I'm a procrastinator, and that's what I did. So he looked at it and says, "Oh, you had it how long? Okay, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard. It's encapsulated. I'm not going to try to gross you out or anything like that, but that's." what it was and he says well listen we're going to get you a ct scan and we're going to have to get you check your liver functions to see if it'll take uh the dye they wanted to do a contrast one and uh we'll do that so all this happened and i don't know what they're going to charge me and stuff like that but they just kind of do it anyway and uh when they're taking my blood and i've given a lot of blood maybe i've gotten at least two five-gallon pins. So I've done white, the white blood cells, and that's when they take the blood out of you and put it, back, you know, put the red cells back into you, take the white out, and it's a circular thing. So I've I've gotten a lot of needles. Well, this guy comes in, an older man, smaller man, and he starts going into my vein, and he wasn't happy with that. He, he kept on he kept on digging around. I'm looking, and he's going, oh, I'm hit a valve and this and that he's going back and forth he's given a running narrating on how he's missing things in my in my vein and i used to have no problem with that you know my vein i guess since covid19 i didn't work out as much so i don't have the definition and i'm getting older you know but i'm not in any sense or form heavy so he's doing this i'm sitting on the big table and eventually he kind of gets it and then he gets, he lets it go, and he's nervous now, so he lets go a bunch of blood, and it's just, you know, my hands got an ounce of blood in my hand, and a big stain on my, 
uh, uh, my uh, my pants, and he hits it with, you know, he gives me some peroxide to wipe up the pants and all that stuff, and I'm going, Jesus, uh, I'm watching this, and I've never <laughs> had this done before, so I'm starting to do a little of the, the circular motion where I say, I never, I remember doing this when I was drunk, I think I'm about to pass out. Now, at this time, I was there for an hour and a half, and I say, if I don't do this, and that's my day off on a Thursday, last week, this is last Thursday, and I think, in my head, I'm thinking, if I pass out right now, they're not going to do anything with me today, and I'll have to go home, I'll have to do this again, and I'll have to get a needle again, and I'll have to wait here a couple hours, and then I won't be able to go and see, because I know if I, whatever they do, they're going to have to send me to a specialist. So I wanted to do that on Friday and was going to try my best to get an appointment on Friday. And I st- stuck through it. I finally, the guy's done digging through and stuff like that. gets the samples, kind of pumping it out of me. And I ask him before I, anything happens, I just tough it out. And I sit down in the chair. I, I get off the table, sit down in a chair. And I'm sitting there and I recover. And later on, they got to bring someone else in uh, the uh, CT person, they said, listen, we need a better vein than that to get the uh, um, the dye into him. So, oh my God, I'm thinking this guy's going to come back. I'm definitely going to get, this is it. When I'm not going to make it through this one. So, and once again, I'm not squeamish. They, they said, hey, listen, how about, uh, the guy goes, how about if I get this other uh, co-worker to do it? And she, the co-worker comes, this younger woman, and she comes in and gets nails it the first time. So I get the CT scan and blah, 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 go in there. She goes, make sure when you're, uh, you know, it's going to feel like when you get the CT scan, I'm going to fill you, fill you with this dye. It's going to feel as if you wet your pants because you're going to feel some warmth going on over you. I didn't really feel that too much, but I never had, I never really had a CT scan before. So I'm sitting there and they do it. And it did feel as if, I kind of could have wet myself, uh, but since she said that, I know I didn't, which I, thankfully I did not. And they did the scan, and um, I, the doctor got to see it. I waited another hour, and he told me he, he thinks most likely it's benign. Most likely it's benign. Most likely. So he said, but he gave me a list of people to see, blah, blah, blah. And then I go to the desk. <clears throat> now, all during this time, I got another story, which I'll... <clears throat> I'll tell in another show. I, um, I I will tell that on this time. There were some people trying to get in to get tested for COVID-19, but they do that out in the, they don't bring them inside for it. Because we're in Florida, uh, obviously it's time of year, it's last week, and every place in the United States, the weather is pretty decent as long as it's not raining. So I, I will go into that detail. But I go up to the desk and I know the woman it was giving me the bill and they gave me the CD with the image on it. And they told me who to go to and you could seek other people. And I said, I just want to get it taken care of. And I recognized the guy's name, the doctor's name, who I go and see up in Miami. So I call for an appointment. They said, there's one nearby, relatively nearby when you have to go into mainland, which is Homestead, which is about 33 miles from here, 36 miles from, where I live right now, or I go to 54 miles deep into Miami, which, you know, it's an, it's an extra hour, hour and a half, consider a round trip and going 
driving the side streets and stuff like that. So I, I said, they, the appointment was Friday was in Miami. So I took that. I went there, got there at 10 o'clock, had to wait maybe an hour and a half. I was in the office maybe three hours. So we're talking, we're getting everything done. He's looking at it. They take a, um, they look at the information I gave him. He asked me a bunch of questions, tells me the options. He tells me it's either benign or malignant. If it's it's malignant, uh, they'll have to take more of the mass out. And I showed a picture of it pointing at it and it's hard and um, we're going to need to take a biopsy. And he said, do you want to get something to numb it? And I said, after the thing with the blood i think it well how i'll just just go put go in there and get it he brings out a big needle uh, a, a big gauge needle to get something out so i said just go right in there you know you're going to be removing it i don't go i don't worry about it and he did it it hurt a little but not it's, it's a needle you know but as long as you're not digging around you i want him to get as much use a, a bigger thing as you need and he explains to me uh, listen, we'll have to do this, have to do this. And I tell him I'm self-pay and we're trying to do it. And he says, well, I have a surgical coordinator and she'll call you up and she'll give you the rundown, what it's going to be, how much it's going to cost, blah, 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 blah. And I told him I'm, the catch is, I go, listen, I'm a employee, a per diem, part-time employee of Baptist Health. And that's the biggest health organization in, in South Florida, maybe all of Florida. And I'm thinking, well, they're going to, I'm going to be able to do something, Um, which uh, at this point, I don't know exactly what they're going to be able to do. I hope they'll be able to do something for me because uh, I have to, it's an outpatient, outpatient uh, procedure and it has to be done in a hospital setting. That's according to the doctor. And I'm not going to argue with the doctor. I mean, I was thinking about doing one of this medical tourism things going to Guatemala or uh, Costa Rica, let's say Costa Rica for uh, the procedure because you could pay what, whatever it costs, like 10000 may cost 2000 there and just pay it and get it done. And, and uh, you know, they take care of you and you treat it like a vacation and you recover down there in, in um, Central America, something like that, or even I mean, imagine even Cuba, but I mean, imagine it'd be kind of tough getting in Cuba, but I know they got good doctors there. So I got this, all this thing in my head. He gives you the thing you see when you're doing, uh, whenever you see pharmaceuticals being advertised on television, right at the end of it, they give you all the adverse reactions. Well, the doctor, most people, everyone knows this, I know, but I get all the things that could happen. They explain that there's facial nerves near the parotid. And it's, I think the parotid is the salivary gland or the salivary glands nearby. And, but there's facial nerves and things like that. It could, could cause facial paralysis or loss of uh, feeling. Most likely I lost a feeling in the bottom of my ear, which, um, you know, there's not any time really I need that extra sensitivity in my earlobe on my right side but we'll find who knows what the future will bring so i i hear this i hear that i know it's got to be like oh man okay so i end up paying uh, you know certain amount more money it, it ended up between the two 
and cash two-day visits, five hours, uh, some blood drawn, a CT scan. Um, uh, I don't even know if the biopsy is paid for, but it comes to, uh, I think, $1,350, maybe $1,550 if I think I paid in the, in the beginning. I don't know if I paid. Uh, yeah, I, I'll double check that, but I'm going to be. Good thing is it's a deduction, so I probably have not have to pay any taxes this year. So I'm working a double the next day. I'm trying to, do, you know, if you're bartending, there's not a lot of free time on the phone. So I spent all yesterday trying to call up, seeing what kind of deal I can get from my employer. And they pretty much had to say, you know, at this point, I got to fill out financial assistance forms and things like that because I'm a per diem employee. I'm loosely affiliated with them, even though I'm an employee. I have to go through. I mean, I adhere to all the employee requirements of having to be tested for TB, having to get the flu shots and all that stuff. But, you know, but they're not, there's not an extra consideration if you're an employee. I understand that. It's probably limited. There's a reason for it or a reason for it not. But I have to go through um, their social worker uh, set up. And uh, they, they um, at that point, you're not really an employee anymore. You're, you're just another patient. Which, hey, I don't expect special treatment and stuff like that. But, I mean, I was trying to see if they can give me some consideration since I'm going to be paying cash for it and um, see whatever you can whatever they can offer me please try to make it less pain because the, the less the more money it pays less money I get for my um, yes I'm not married to Abby and Sky I didn't accept, adopt Sky because the reason why I didn't because she gets certain benefits from the state because her father passed away and I depend on them having health insurance it's more important that the Abby and Sky have health insurance than uh, I do. You know, even with this, I'm, I'm more concerned with their health. So I'm trying, but the more I have to let outlay there is that's the less money I have for her college and for, you know, other things like repairs, cars, and things like that. So that's what I'm looking out for right now. And I'm in the process of waiting for phone calls from the, uh, my, uh, the social worker at the, uh, the hospital and then the surgical coordinator at for the specialist that I'm seeing. And all this causes a little consternation, things like that. And I start yesterday, I get a little depressed and I start thinking, oh man, I can't, I'm thinking, but I really could use a drink. I really could use a drink, but I don't end up drinking. And, uh, I go to my meeting in the morning and they, do a short reading and at the reading it kind of reflects upon how we as people when things happen to us we tend to get egocentric and it's only happening to us it's not happening to other people so if you're behind someone in a, in traffic you're being slowed down even though if you don't have a time requirement why are you in such a hurry or you're in the cashier line at the supermarket and someone's taking a little long, giving coupons, bringing out the check, getting a price check on some dental floss. I mean, most of the time, 
you don't have that requirement. You stopped in a place, you usually have, a, you know, uh, you allot yourself a certain amount of time. And usually, you don't. You can spare a couple minutes. But when things like that happen, the slowdowns or, or even medical problems like this and me without insurance and have to look for something and see if I can get a break. And so you start thinking me, 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 egocentric. Then I think, wait, there's people that don't have any money. They don't have any outlet. They don't have any recourse. I have people. I have other resources, meaning other resources, not just financial resources, but I have resource and connections. I know the CEO of the uh, local hospital. I know I have friends that are doctors. As a matter of fact, this is coming. Oh, I got a phone call. I'll call this person back. They're calling on the, uh, my Cylon app. But I will call them back, whoever it is, 434 um, Yeah. So... Normally, normally I would have taken that phone call. Normally I would have taken that phone call because it's coming on my Sorry, phone number. Yeah. Normally I would take that. But uh, because it's from my podcast and notary phone number. But I'm talking to you guys right now. Like I said, it's not about me. But I did get distracted. That's... That could be ego, too. But the gist of it was when I was thinking about drinking, I was thinking to get wrapped up in these things and whatever I have to do, these small things that happen, you know, whether I have to um, do something with the dog or do something with the family, do something with work. I have requirements, even though um, I I have these health things, I still have to go and do work. I still have to show up as uh, even though I'm not married and not adopt, I didn't adopt Scott. I am her father and I am Scott, um, Abby's husband. So I have to show up and be there for him and not be distracted by these things. And at the end of the day, I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to get this operation done. There's a small chance that something may happen. But then again, every day you go out the door, there are small chances that other things can happen. When you get in the car, you can get in a car accident. You know? If you just one of those things, you can go and cut yourself. You could do anything. You get sick. And in the time of COVID-19, you could pick up something that could be uh, substantially life-threatening to your heart, cause some harm to you. So what do I have to really worry about? I'm taking care of business. Um, if I can't get it done today, I have the word out. I worked it. I did my due diligence yesterday. And tomorrow I have the day off. I'll get up. I'll do one of my meetings that I go to every day to keep my head on uh, straight. And uh, I and that's an AA meeting I'm referring to. And then I'll go and work on my uh, my issues and get those lined up, trying to get taken care of as soon as possible so it doesn't distract from life. Not that this this is a distraction. I realize I have today and today only, and that's for being sober or living or anything and talking to you and pass on my experiences for what they're worth, for my experiences for what they're worth. I realize I'm not the Buddha. I can only explain as to the best of my ability what I go through. And uh, I will keep you up to date. Hopefully I'll be able to do a show. I plan to do a show tomorrow night at 6.30. 
I may do that live. And listeners, if you have a hard time hearing me, it's a certain podcast app. It's having my end. For some reason, the volume is way down. And when someone I'm talking to someone via Skype, the Skype ends way up. I don't know how that is because for most of the other apps, my voice is loud and clear. So I don't know how that is possible that that happens. There must be some... See, this is where I lack in the technical ability and stuff like that. And I get frustrated over that sometimes, too. I always think you, when you have a limited knowledge of technology, which I have a limited knowledge, but who doesn't have a limited knowledge? You don't know everything about everything. Uh, I think that once I get a signal into this app that they're treated when it's output into your podcast app, that it's the same. But for some reason, some mystery, it delineates the two sounds. And I'm not going to get worked up over that because there's other ones. I just moved up uh, to Anchorman, and I know we're getting a lot of great listeners out there. I have a lot of people from L.A. I have Hamill, Minnesota, Hamill, Minnesota. I have uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Chicago, Boston. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, whoever's downloading this in L.A. Uh, it could be Jen or her friends, but thank you. Uh, I tried to do a boost. There was a podcast boost app, and they supposedly help you get uh, exposed to more listeners, expose yourself to more listeners. But I should have, when I was reading the uh, message, there was a couple things. There's always telltale uh, markings on a in the verbiage on an email that lets you know that the people aren't native English speakers because they use a word incorrectly or not where there could be a better word used for that. And I, that, uh, listen, it sounds like that. People say, hey, Jim, that's you. You use the wrong words. So, yeah, but you hear, you can tell by my accent. I'm the, the greatest actor in the world faking this crappy pseudo- light Philadelphia accent. And people say, that's a shitty Philadelphia accent you're doing there, Jim. Well, no, that's a real Philadelphia accent. That's me. So uh, there you have it. I'd like to thank uh, our listeners. Uh, If you uh, please do me a favor, you know what? If you want to give me uh, a boost, share this episode with uh, your friends, become subscribers, download as many, share it, leave reviews. Leave a review if you can. Come and see me at the catch. Um, and there, I still have that link for the wine, for Bellissima Wines. If you go to www.keysbartender.com. And if you go to sponsors, if you go through the link, I should get a piece of that. Thank you very much. Um, have a great day. Remember to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and do your best. Think outside the box today and think of other people. Have a great day and uh, come down to Keys sometime. Bye.